Hey, in this video, I'm going to share with you some of the latest news from the world of Hyrox, including a review of the Hyrox New York event that's just taken place, some of the data from the race, and then also some of the new events that have been announced. So Hyrox New York took place at the weekend, just gone on the 1st of October 2022. It was the first race in America in the 2022-23 season. There were some very impressive performances. The running track was originally meant to be outside for the first time in Hyrox history, but at the last minute they moved it back inside because of bad weather that was expected on the day. Uh, that couldn't have been easy to do from Hyrox perspective, so well done to them for getting that done. That did result in athletes needing to run four laps of the venue on, on quite a busy track, so that probably did slow athletes down quite a lot on the runs, uh, but there were still some very impressive performances out there. In terms of results, on the women's pro side, there were some really uh, top-level athletes involved in the race. It was ultimately won by Alandra Greenlee in a time of 1.06.06. Uh, second place was Megan Jacoby. Might have pronounced that wrong, apologies if I have, in 1.06.33. And third place was Camilla Massa in 1.07.34. Uh, Megan's time was... Uh, this does include a three-minute time penalty that she incurred for accidentally coming in a lap too early, which is always a risk, especially when there is four laps of the track required uh, per kilometer. That was her debut in Hyrox, and it was a, a really impressive performance. I watched it on the live stream on Instagram. She's certainly gonna be one to watch for the rest of the season. On the men's pro side, it was ultimately won by David Magida. David had uh, narrowly missed out on the Elite 15 race at Las Vegas in the 2022 World Championships. I think he had a point to prove. He did feature at those World Championships, but just in the in the, the men's pro race as opposed to the Elite races. And he did win that in a time of under 60 minutes. Uh, since then, I believe he's been injured for much of the summer, unable to do a lot of running, but he's come back and he's absolutely smashed this first race of the season um, in a time of one hour and 19 seconds. Uh, second place was Jarrett Newby. I think that was his debut in the event as well in a time of 103.09. And then Ollie Russell was in third. The men's open was won by Gerard Sclafani in 101.57. Second place in that, rain, uh, in that race was James Muscat, who got a time of 103.13. But that did include a three minute time penalty because he did, I believe, the farmer's carriages and the lunges in the wrong order. Uh, and in third place was Cooper Richens in 106.49. I don't often mention individual components of, of someone's race, but I think probably worthy of mention is in, in James's race, he did the 80 metres of burpee broad jumps in 1 minute and 53, which personally I struggle to even get my head around how that's even done. It was one of the fastest burpee broad jump times that we've seen in the history of the sport. Not quite the fastest, but is, is up there with, with one of the fastest times. So that's certainly worthy of mention. In the Women's Open, Danielle Woods won it in a time of 1.12.31. Uh, Yasmin Chamberlain was second place in 1.13.34. And in third place was Signe Caroline Colstow, which I may have pronounced wrong, sorry if I did, in 1.15.01. The Women's Doubles was won by Jodianne Bacolo and Chelsea Cummins in 1.07.58. The mixed doubles was won by Darren Forder and Laura Carroll in 102.42. And the men's doubles was won by Kieran Williams and Sam Tooley in 57 minutes and 8 seconds. 
One other division worth mentioning at New York was the introduction of the Go Ruck division, where the men would wear a 20 pound weighted Go Ruck vest and the women would wear a 14 pound weighted vest. On the men's side, that was won by Eric Woodward in a time of 108.54, and the women's side was won by Sara Carlesimo in 121.34. In terms of data from the race, there had been a bit of speculation as to how the sleds would feel. There are completely new sleds in the higher ups this season, which are consistent across the globe. Previously, there had been some differences between Europe and America in the sleds that were used. Uh, we've obviously seen the sled results from the first race in Basel a few weeks ago, uh, but I guess it was always a little bit unknown how the sleds would be performing in America. And on the face of it, it does look like they are very similar, as you might expect. Time for the top 10 sled push men's pro times was 2.40 in Basel and in New York it was 2.46, so very similar. And then on the women's side, the, the, the median of the top 10 sled push times in the pro division was 3.20 in Basel and it was 3.22 in New York. So that's good. It looks like we, we, we're getting consistency across the globe now, which is what everyone wanted. I think on the American side, they're going to find that the sleds are slightly faster than what they've previously been used to. Some people might find that a good thing. Some people might see that as a bad thing, but at least we've now got consistency across the globe. Moving on from New York, there's been a couple of event announcements. The main one is there's a two-day event announced for London at the end of April, start of May next year. This is the first two-day event in High Rocks history and is really a sign of just how much the, the sport has grown in the UK. I think there's around 7,000 athletes expected across the two, two days, which is crazy. I believe it, there was around 700 uh, in, in September 2021, so it's like 10x growth in, in like 18 months, which is, is crazy. And one other one that hasn't formally been announced yet, but there is a High Rocks Greece Instagram account that has been set up. And I believe there is an event planned in Athens in 2023. So keep your eye out for that for when tickets go on sale. In terms of news from Rocks Life, we've now finally set up a podcast. I've been putting up a lot of interviews, a lot of videos like this onto YouTube. Well, you can now listen to most of those on podcasts and you should be able to find them on, on your favorite player. Appreciate not everyone wants to see my beautiful face all the time or if you want to listen while you're on a run on a drive on a walk and so on So hopefully that is good news for a lot of you. I know a lot of you have been asking for that I recently put up an article that talks about 13 mistakes that athletes often make in high rocks that cost them time and energy So check that out over on rockslife.com now uh, and I've also put up on the podcast and on YouTube an interview with Mo Furster, who's one of the co-founders of High Rocks, and we had a really good chat about all things about the sport and where it's going. That's pretty much it for this update. Let me know in the comments what you thought. Let me know if you've got any questions. Uh, please give us a like, subscribe if you've not already, and I'll talk to you soon.